Welcome back to another episode of Ales with Aslan, your weekly therapy session for those who sell for a living and those who help those who sell for a living. And I found Mark Lampson. He took a week off. He had been on, I don't know, three straight or something like that. And by the way, that cold calling podcast we did when we had the bourbon instead of the beer is like approaching the top of the charts. It did very well. So I think we should talk about cold calling and prospecting again and maybe weave in a little social selling. But first, before we get into the content, what is that cold, frosty, and refreshing beverage in front of you? Blue moon, blue, blue moon. <laughs> blue, 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 blue. I don't think that's helping anyone at all. Does that sound good? No. That was a tenor. It doesn't sound all South, all South Jersey Choir, September of 1988. You can look yeah. it up. You could Google well, it. Mm-hmm. It's 2020, so stop singing. Just, I'm begging you. I think everybody. Four percent. I got a can cooking because I'm cleaning out boats, and uh, I got leftover cans. You use cans on boats because when you drop them, pathetic, you know, hypothetically, you don't want yeah. your bare feet in glass. So I got oh. a can of Blue Moon. Five point four percent. And I know you're going to ask me the IBU stuff. It's nine. I looked it up online. I love that you did that. I I don't know that anyone cares about the international biz, uh, bitterness unit, but I I think it's kind of a cool stat. So let's let's keep it in there. I am going to go with, I just am feeling the fall again. So I went with Sam Adams Oktoberfest. It is a 5.3% alcohol by volume, 16 IBUs. The bummer here is the caloric intake of this beer is going to really pork me up. It is 190 calories. That feels heavy, but it is a nice deep red amber, and I am really looking forward to this. Cheers. <clears throat> All right. So what are we talking about today? What is this social selling stuff well, I keep hearing you know, about? I, I feel like because people are really responding to the cold calling stuff, maybe a lot of people are thinking more about prospecting and how to get more appointments and so on and so forth. So today we're going to talk about kind of a three-step process or three, three components to doing that a little bit better. Um, and it really involves social, social media, social selling, LinkedIn specifically. Things like researching to find your prospects, things about connecting to your prospects, and finally, being a thought leader and really, you know, publishing some of your own content. And so I think what we should do, Mark, is dive into each of those with, you know, a couple of key components of each. Does that sound like a good place to start? If I say no, what happens to the rest of this podcast? Podcast is really short and we take the rest of the day off and we just have our beer. And I think, you know, that could be one outcome. <laughs> you know how we drop the rope here at Aslan. If you think that's the best idea, I certainly can go along with that. Okay. No, I, I think <laughs> we should cover the three because uh, I think they're interesting. And I think there's some, I think there's some nuggets in here that people have not heard before. I hope anyway. Well, and we pulled our own sales reps, right? I mean, Jermaine mm-hmm. uh, from our team uh, was very instrumental in giving us some, some great ideas of things that he's tried and had success Thought with. Thought leader, Jermaine, so, social selling index of 82. Is that this Jermaine you're talking about? Jermaine is, Donaldson? Well, now you're talking social index, social, why am I forgetting yeah, the other Social app? selling index. SSI. Social selling index. If you're looking for Before sales training, call Jermaine Donaldson. <laughs> 1-800-Jermaine. He is beating me badly. But then again, he's selling and I'm supposed to be marketing. So, uh, but let's do that. Let's talk about research first. Research I agree to find with that. Marketing. You are supposed to be marketing. 
I feel like I'm in the Joe Biden Trump debate right now. <laughs> All right. Let's start with research. What are some tips? And I know we've both been sales reps and you've been one much more recently than I have. Um, what are some of the social selling tips that you would recommend in terms yeah. of finding prospects? You know, uh, let's, let's, I mean, LinkedIn is a phenomenal tool, but we got some non-LinkedIn stuff going on as well. Uh, people say like, well, you know, I don't know who to call. Like I, I know what companies I want to call, but I don't know who to call. Right. You know, I call a receptionist. They don't give out names and numbers. Okay. Time out. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Break it down. Uh, should I say the word Boolean? Should I say that word or no? I think, I think it's a cool word and people said it. probably will Google it. I don't really know what it means exactly, but it's something related to put the company Put the, put the position you're looking for in quotes followed by the company. So if you're looking for the director of IT, because you sell IT to directors of IT, to company XYZ, type quotes director of IT or director of technology or, you know, uh, network administrator or fill or CIO, yep. end quote, of such and such company, XYZ company. And you are very likely to find a place that that person has existed on the web with that combination, that title somewhere with the company and you'll find their name. Congratulations. Excuses over. Yeah. And then what do you do? This is gets crazy. Take their name and uh -oh. put that in quotes. Yeah. Uh, and see where that name shows up. Now, the more, if it's John Smith, that'll be yep. a little sketchy. A little if tougher. It's, if it's something that's unique, fine. If it's John Smith, put John Smith slash, put John Smith in quotes and then the company name. And you'll get things related to that person and the company. You might find their LinkedIn. You'll find their LinkedIn profile, potentially. You might find their phone number. You might find their email. You might find something else. And then save a few minutes afterwards, because if you haven't done this before, which is probably like, 18% of you, you're going to put your name in quotes and see where you show up. <laughs> and you might, you might find your, you might find your state's uh, judiciary court system lookup for that, you know, citation you got a couple years ago. You might find that you owe taxes on your property or you your never know what you'll find you. hypothetically. <laughs> so Google the title and the company in quotes and you're going to find a name. Then Google the name in quotes. Now you got something. Okay, now you have someone to reach out to. Someone says, well, I don't know how to reach out to them. I can't get their email address. And everyone's got a different email, is the right word, nomenclature, yep. how it's set up. True. Okay. I would say, I would say, I'm going to say 78.2%. That's because that's it's very it's specific. More than 75, but less than 80. Nobody wants you to get their email address except for one type of person in companies. Which yep. is who, Mr. Cassidy? You've been kind of been here. Yeah, I mean, it's probably in the marketing department and it's probably the press people. Yeah, the PR people. Call me, pick me up. Yep. I want to do a story. Yep. So if you go to the company and you go to about or you go to contact or you go to press or news, find press, find press releases, news releases, investor relations. And at the end of those... 78.2% of the time is what I've found. You will find the person's name with that person's email address. Follow me now. You don't really care about, unless you sell to PR people. 
But the other 90% of us take the person's name you found previously, put it in that email nomenclature, and voila, you have a working email connection to a person you didn't know existed 28 seconds ago. I mean, that is brilliant. Well, uh, yeah, exactly. Because a lot, you know, they, they vary dramatically in different companies, but S. Cassidy at Aslan here was Scott.Cassidy at Schneider Electric before. And so once you find that PR person and make that trans- translation to the person you're looking for, you are on your way. I, I think we should change it to Philip. That's what I think we should I, do. Mm-hmm. I don't like yeah. that name. My father claimed that name, and so I think he should keep it. I don't know why he tried to give it to me. <laughs> Love you, Dad, if you're listening. Uh, okay, so those are two tremendous tips. What else? Anything else on research that you can yeah. think of? So remember, the goal here is to find prospects. We're not yep. talking to them yet. We're just finding people to reach out to. So LinkedIn's a great place. And a lot of you know how to search on LinkedIn and find stuff on LinkedIn and look at companies. Uh, some of you may not know that you can get a free 30-day subscription to LinkedIn Sales Navigator. And that is a tremendous use of zero money in 30 days. Sure, you got to put a credit card in. I'm sure you have to put a note in your calendar to remember to cancel it. I forget how it works. But it's a great tool. You may decide it's worth it to you. You may decide it's not worth it to you. I'm not pushing LinkedIn Navigator, but I'm saying it's a great place to go pound away. What you have to be clear on is your target market. Who do I sell to? Who's my ideal audience? Who buys what I'm selling the most? The industry? size of the company, the location, and then the role slash title. When you have that, LinkedIn makes it very easy to say, show me people in these roles and titles and these locations and these industries and this size company, you can whittle it down. You'll get tons and tons of people. And uh, now you have a bunch more people that you can reach out to and look at their profile. And we'll talk about how to connect in a minute. This is the research. These are ways to find people. Yeah, there's not a good way to go take that and put it into a big spreadsheet or put it into Salesforce because, well, that's what LinkedIn is trying to do is keep you hanging around for Navigator. So that's your call. But if you don't, you can go to Navigator 30 days for free and go there. And the only other thing I'll say that, that, that we have personally found to be a tremendous way to find warm prospects, mm-hmm. you know, in most businesses, we all do. I shouldn't say most, but in a lot of businesses, people are making purchases because of a reason. We call it a compelling event. There's something that happens at the company or in the market that says, I need to buy this, causes them to do something new. That's different for a million reasons for a bunch of companies. But what's pretty consistent is when someone new comes into the role. So if you sell, say, technology, and there's a new director of IT at a company, it means a couple of different things. It means the old person didn't do a good job. That's, that's, a, that's a pretty broad statement. But the bottom line is... It's, or they got promoted. Yeah, they got promoted. Good, good point. They did a great job. They got yep. promoted. They retired. What, whatever. Yeah. Yep. They left on their own. Here's the point. The, the, the new person has what I want to say, they have the keys to the castle. They're on the honeymoon. They get yep. budget. They, they come in. You're new. So we hired you. We like you. So what do you come need? in and, yeah. you know, see. 
see what you're going to do. And so when you come in, you, you get more influence to do things and make decisions. Now you can't call them the first day, but you can you know, wait till they get there for two or three months. How do you find them? LinkedIn Navigator. You yeah. can go and find those titles, all those companies and say, show me people who have changed jobs in the last 90 days. And you will get a subset of people who are new to that role in your ideal company. And that's a tremendous place to hunt. I, I, I've used that and I find it to be extremely, um, I mean, it's, it pumps out more data than I can get to, but if you're, if your prime job is to sell, this is, uh, this is something you want to spend some cycles on. And it leads, it's a great transition because the next topic that we want to talk about is about connecting to prospects. And there's many different philosophies about, you know, who you should accept or who you should reach out to as a, as a contact on LinkedIn. I, I don't know exactly how many I have now, but it's over 2000, I think. Mark, I don't know what your number is, but I know we've had a philosophical discussion. Like you only connect to people that you can vouch for having met and remember when they met, right? I connect a little more broadly than that, but the benefit, there's benefits to both. One is if anybody ever asks you, you can actually remember and talk specifically about them. I have to I have to go in and think sometimes I met that guy at a sales, you know, at a, at a trade show or whatever. So no matter what size your network is um, we've got some great ideas about connection, but I would say the broader your network is, is the more second and third level connections you have and the more avenues you have to get to another connection that you desire. So um, just a couple different thoughts on, on connections in general, but more specifically um, you know, I get hit a lot with people just randomly connecting and saying, Hey, I admire your profile. Let's connect. They're lying. Like, That's a lie. Well, I mean, it's, it's not a terrible profile. It's, it's actually kind of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> to who marketing agencies who want to sell you stuff. Well, I mean the job change report, people are really, they're yeah. really sniffing around. No, but seriously for one second, this random connection thing is getting, is getting to be a big, uh, I think it's a ploy because LinkedIn limits the number of in-mails you can send to, unless you pay for more, I think. So once you pay for more, you could send more email, but if you can't send email, what's the next best thing? Just connect to somebody and see if they bite because your company is of interest to them. That's probably not the best approach. What would you recommend? Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I do not. I, I have never accepted a LinkedIn invitation from a random salesperson for no reason. Right. I have, I have connected to people who, who re remember, remember our cold calling episode 74. Yeah. Listen, OCP, other centered position starts with what's on their whiteboard and follows with something disruptive, disruptive truth, followed by what's unique about your offering. Two or three sentences, short and sweet. Give me a good reason that you've done some research and you understand what's on my whiteboard, even though we've never talked and there's something interesting I don't know and you have a unique way to solve it. I'm listening. Yep. So you got to put that in your connection, your in-mail. I'm not going to go through all the details of that, but random connections, I don't know. I don't know what I, how I feel about people who accept random connections if they're going to be a, 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 a real decision maker for you, a real valuable asset. But but so there's value there. Remember, use the other things that we said, find prospects. You can get email. You can just send them an email with an other central position. I mean, I'd That's always true. prefer that over 
a LinkedIn connection. To me, the real value of LinkedIn is second and even third level connections, but especially second. Third level is important. So, so let's talk about both. Do you know, do you know the average, well, I know you know this because we've talked about it. The average number of connections that an individual LinkedIn account has is just a little over 400. So here's my test for you. Mm. How many, how many second level connections does the average person have? Is this the new math? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. Do whatever you want. Is it exponential? Come on. Time's ticking. <laughs> We're going to lose the crowd on this. If the average person has 400 first level connections that they've yep. accepted, how many second level connections do they have? 400 times. I no. don't know. It's oh, too late. Terrible. Well, you're the engineer. 160,000. That's 16 with four zeros. Like that. So, so 160,000 people you have as a second level connection. Yeah. Right. Think about that for a second. If each of them have 400, that's going to get beyond your, 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 your appetite right here. Yeah. So we'll stop. I'm, yeah. But there's a lot of people, a lot of third level connections, right? Second level connections are great for two reasons, coaches and decision makers. So when you're pursuing an account, when you're looking for someone, when you're trying to reach someone, you have a fair number of connections. If you see a decision maker that's a second connection, by all means, get in touch with your first connection and say, can you introduce me to this person? Give me a warm introduction. Now, this goes to the value of your first level connections, right? If they're just people you kind of don't know, then that's, that's less right. valuable. For people you yep. do know, then you can lean on them and say, hey, can you introduce me to this person? I've done that dozens of times. Thank you very much for all, your, all my first connections who have done that. The bigger value, because usually I don't have someone who knows the person I want to talk to, is coaches. So when we're forming an other-centered position, we're forming what's on the whiteboard and trying to say, hey, here's a thought. I want to get inside information. And coaches are super valuable for inside information. So I have, I have a ton of people that are out there. I have 160,000 second-level connections. I have more because I, I have more connections. And, I'm connect and so second-level connection is a coach. So I call up my friend and say, can you do me a favor and introduce me to this person? Or better yet. I just skipped that step because they're the person, the, the coach. So, so we call, so I might find a mid-level sales manager and they're connected to someone I used to work with at APC. I call the mid-level sales manager, say, Hey Joe, I see you and I are connected on LinkedIn through so-and-so, you know, I don't know if that helps me or hurts me. And they say, Oh yeah, I know him. I don't know him or whatever. Or I do this in an email. But what it does is it just gives me an instant warm up and say, look, you know, we're, we're working on your company. We're preparing for, you know, to talk to this, this person, I just want to see if I just ask you a couple of questions and just get your perspective on a couple of things. I would say two thirds of the time, I'm like, yeah, go for it. I ask yeah. a salesperson, what's going on? What's happening? We sell sales training. What's going on? What's your role? What's your challenges? Have you ever done any training? Two minutes, three minutes. Now I go back to the VP of sales with another email and say, here's what I'm hearing from your sales team. And I get a much better response rate. So connections, second level connections. Um, you know, how often do you... You, so you can still get people to connect to you, prospects to connect to you if you give them a good other center position. They're not ready to talk, but they'll connect to you. So how often do you follow up? I don't know. But it's, 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 it's 
more is not better. It's, it's less. It's every so often. I don't know. Don't follow up with me every day. Even every week, every once a week is a little much. You know, once every eight, nine, ten days, send me something interesting. Send me an article. Follow up. Here's what I would say. Follow up for a reason. That's it. Other than following up and checking in and touching base to see, see if you want to buy my stuff. You want to buy my stuff? I know you said no last week, but you want to buy my stuff? Yeah, well, say, I ran into this article. Here's, here's, here's the number one follow-up. Yeah. I was thinking about our conversation. I came across this article and thought you might be interested in it. I love that. Even if it's like, it could be a blog from your company or it could be just something you read in, you know, Forbes or something that's relevant to, to that individual actually shows that you care. Um, So I like that, you know, LinkedIn has this feature that I do. I don't think has been around that many years, but um, where it tells you, it alerts you if you've got your, you know, on your phone, when people's birthdays come up or when they switch jobs or get promoted, how do you feel about, you know, taking advantage of that with clients? I do that. I do that a lot with people I know very closely, mm-hmm. but I don't know that I've done it with, you know, um, people that I met as a, as a client of mine. What, what's your feeling on using that technology? It's all about motive. Yeah. So, you know, uh, if you can be genuine and say something interesting, great. If it's, if it's, my insurance agent sends me a form filled birthday card every year. <laughs> yeah. well, that's the point. Like we you wasted 55 cents. And, yeah. Like whatever. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Well, yeah. everyone does has different takes on it. It, it. Motive is transparent. And if you yeah. can pull it off as sincere and I care about you as a person, great. If you can, if it comes across as I want to buy, I want to sell you stuff. Don't. Well, and I think like, you know, the happy birthday one's interesting, especially if you've had a conversation that they're going to do something special for their birthday and you can then, you know, tag onto that um, through LinkedIn would be a, would be a nice touch because it uh, references a previous conversation. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. all right. As we make our turn for home in the third of the three, uh, you know, pieces to this podcast, demonstrate thought leadership to your prospects. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, you have found prospects and you're connected to some prospects. And when you're connected, it means, you know, you can send them notes, but it also means your stuff appears in their feed. I don't know if that's, that's right. the right word or not, it but is. whatever. Yep. It is. When they go to LinkedIn, it's their page, their stuff. 70, Gardner just said 74% of people, again, this is across industry, so it's a broad number, different for all of you, but 74% of customers uh, I'm sorry, customers on average are 74% of the way through the decision process before they talk to a salesperson. We've been saying this for forever. Yeah. There's so much more information available online. I'm trying to learn, trying to get educated, trying to make decisions, have my questions, get to a short list before I start reaching out to companies and calling salespeople. So that's the bottom line. Your customers are making a large amount of the decision preferences online so you need to be part of that decision process and then an informational gathering element and yeah i know that's your company's job and the marketing job but you can't just sit and wait for marketing to hand you leads you have to go do it yourself especially today with how easy it is so uh here's something that people probably don't know some people don't know you might you might not LinkedIn has something called a social selling index. It's a score between zero to hundred. 
And I would say if you're over 70 or so, you're starting to be kind of real. Yeah. And if you're under, you're starting to not be. Yeah. Yeah. It's part of their paid stuff. If you do the navigator thing, then you can get it. And even if you haven't, just Google, get my social selling index. And the first thing that'll come up, probably non-ad will be, click on it, take you to LinkedIn, get mine for free, and it'll give you a one-shot look at your index. It has four elements, and it'll tell you why and where and how to raise those four elements. I forget what they are, engage with insights and connect to prospects and Whatever. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, I got it right here. It's build relationships, which is your connections. Um, I'm a 25 on that one, out of 25, by the way. Um, engage with insights you just mentioned. Find the right people and also establish your professional brand. And I'm lacking in a couple of those. So I got some work to do myself. You know what, Mark? Why don't we do a little competition? Anybody listening that wants to post their social selling index score on LinkedIn as a comment to the to the podcast, uh, we'll compare all those and we'll call a winner. We'll call and what a winner does the winner the get? The, do they get attendance on the podcast and a free beer? I think that's a great idea. Free beer. A I mean, free what, beer, like goes depending better on where they live beer. and if they can accept delivery of beer at their house. Well, only <laughs> if it's labeled as, deli- as beer. <laughs> that's true. We could hide it in something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know, what do you think you are? You're a what, an 80? I, no, I'm a, I'm a, I forget what I am. Yeah. I'm 70 72 something. right now. 74, so, 5, 6, I forget. Yep. yep. And so, I'm not really, I'm not really, I'm not really active. I mean, you're not some really of the guys, there's some either. people that are 80 plus that are really good. So yeah. Yeah. Ray, you're, and it is connected to how people are, how visible you are, how people see stuff. So right, you have these prospects, you've connected to them. Uh, they're using online and social. And so, so find out what your social selling index and work on improving it. Yep. And there's a couple, and, and the main way, uh, again, there's four elements, so figure it out. But the last thing I'll say, is, it, is about, it, it is about becoming a thought leader. And a thought leader is, is, seen by, is seen as someone, by customers, by prospects, by your prospects, as someone who has unique insights and intelligence and experience and credibility and information about your product and service or that world. So sales training, we post some of our top posts are things that don't talk about Aslan. They talk about what does sales training cost or what are the six pitfalls of sales training initiatives? I mean, we're selling sales training and we're saying, and here's six things that make sales training a waste of money, right? That's what we're saying. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But, it, but it's what people are looking for. Yeah. Uh, I'll, give a, I'll give props to our, our marketing firm, Impact. Uh, they, they published a book called They Ask, You Answer. Is that, did I get that right? They Ask, yeah, You Answer? exactly right. And it's their whole approach to marketing, which is customers have questions, so answer them. Those, you know what the customers have? How much does it cost? Who's the best companies that do X? What's the best way to decide? How do you compare? So your marketing department's job is to do that, but there's no reason you can't take your own article, insight, research, and post it. And don't just, social selling is not about just going liking a bunch of stuff. That's lazy social Mm -hmm. selling, right? Uh, Sharing and commenting on other people uh, is part of it. And even better is post your own things. Just go there. 
you know, not a Facebook post and to see what you had for breakfast and a picture of something. It's a LinkedIn post that says, here's some insight. And, the, and, and, and what I'd say is, here's what we found. Boring stock footage from your company is, is boring. Yeah. You have to do it. Uh, your company has to do it, but you don't. Here's what we find. Write stuff by hand. Draw, draw a picture is a strong word. Draw some type of infographic or just some type of, I'm not sure what the right word is. If you draw a circle and an arrow, I don't know what that really is, but it's some kind of image. Yep. It's imagery that you've drawn, you stuck on your scanner and you've scanned it in in high def. Video gets lots of views and humor is 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 interesting because it's different. So yep. do something that's kind of funny that represents your brand and represents you and is professional, but get people to think about things. These postings, we have, we have some of our guys post and they get customers to engage with them, prospects to engage with them. And we have found and landed customers because of what they post. They're seen as a thought leader by their connections that they found from their research. I mean, it's this is such a good topic because, you know, with all of us being, you know, selling from a, from a desk now versus a car or a plane, um, you know, it, we have time for this. We really do. And, and so it's really important to, to take some of the tips that Mark's been talking about today and really apply them to try to not only find the prospects and connect to them, but also demonstrate the thought leadership that, that, uh, that you bring to them, that your company may bring to them. And again, like, like Mark said, don't, you know, don't be lazy and just like things on LinkedIn. Share something and give your impression of why you like that article or why you agree with that statement or why that position of leadership makes sense to you. Because that's what gets people going. And that's when you start getting comments and that's when you'll build up your SSI score. So that's an awesome topic, Mark. Thanks can for I, uh, joining. Anything else before we jump? Yeah. Well, you said like, when have you ever closed, when have you ever sold on a plane? Have you ever closed the deal? And you're like, we, we close in a car, planes, you're closing business on planes? Yeah, usually. Um, most of the stuff I close happens when I'm not paying attention. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> <laughs> now, this was good. Uh, hopefully this was helpful to our viewers. Uh, Show us a screencast of your social selling index and uh, we'll announce the winners and maybe have you come on and tell us how to be a good social seller. That would be fun. All right. Well, thanks, Mark, for another great week. And we'll see you all next week on another episode of Ales with Aslan.